we are back. Um, and so is my good friend Garrett Cook. We'll talk to him in a second. Um, this is In the Air, episode four, after a crazy chaotic week of college football. Um, so, yeah, let's get to it. Cook, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Brock. Always good to take some time out of my day to talk to the hardest working man in sports business. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I appreciate you coming on, dude. It means a lot. Um, so before we get into the the meat of the discussion, let's um, just run through the agenda. So we're going to quickly look back at week 10, college football, recap the highs and the lows. Um, we're going to take a look at the rankings. And with that, we'll look at the path to the playoffs for it probably the top seven teams with a few other teams that could possibly slide in there. Um, we'll take a preview at week 11, the games that uh, have um, effect on the playoff contentions. We'll quickly take a glance at college basketball um, since the season is, is going now. And then UFC 281, I'll quickly make my picks for that. Um, but first some breaking news, Grizzlies eight and four, uh, Ja, Ja and Desmond Bain looking good. Still waiting on Jaron Jackson. Um, to come back from injury. Uh, the Preds continue to struggle, uh, moving to five and seven. Um, I'm hoping they can get together. I don't know, Cook, I don't know if you saw this, but um, I don't know how much hockey you watch, but the Oilers, uh, did you see Evander Kane's injury a few nights I ago? I did not. Well, anyway, he uh, he collided with one of the opposing players, and it slit his wrist on the ice. Oh. Um, yeah, dude, and it was like a chaotic scene. They had to bring like He ran off the ice or skated off the ice, whatever you want to say, but they have him projected to be out four months because it, like, literally cut that, I guess, the main artery in his wrist. But it was leaking. It was, it was gruesome, yeah. I had to mess up, like, some tendons and all that in there, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't Got to have a lot of therapy. Um, <laughs> And then you got UFC 281 this weekend, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Looking forward to that card with uh, Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier as well. So, Cook, let's get into it, dude. What did you think about Week 10? Um, and then you can list off a high and a low, I guess, if you want to. I didn't have any highs, really. Both the teams I root for lost. but <laughs> Week 10 of this season, man. What a, what an interesting week. First of all, it, it's kind of crazy to me that, you know, throughout history, you always think of that big game of your – number one versus number two, or I guess college football playoff rankings, number one versus number three, uh, you would think that was, would be the game um, that you talk about for months and months from here on out uh, in regards to this season. But what happened in Baton Rouge on Saturday night, that seemed to take away the discussion uh, and also what happened in South Bend on Saturday night. So uh, it's kind of crazy to me that that top premier matchup isn't the biggest game from the weekend, probably the third biggest game, if you ask me, uh, at, when it comes to looking at the results. Uh, of course, I was, uh, wasn't was too happy to see the balls go out there and uh feels like they just got stomped from uh, the beginning of the game on and just couldn't get any momentum going during that game. Um, they had that one fumble, uh, they forced there in, on the first drive for Georgia. Uh, but then after that, it seemed like it was all dogs from there on out. Um, so a little unfortunate to see that, but you know, I, I saw a LSU message board screenshot today where, uh, a LSU fan said that 
Tennessee's the smartest man in the room uh, because they went out and they they didn't want to win that game. They're in the driver's seat now at 11-1 and and don't have to waste their time in the SEC championship game. So I'm going to choose to believe that's what the balls are doing Saturday. Uh, I don't know if you'll be on the same page as me there, but um, I, I agree that balls balls did that on purpose. Hey, you know what? Heupel's a smart man. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, why not take a week off and let Georgia and whoever they play, probably LSU, get banged up, and you take a break and, and scout before the playoff? I mean, to be honest, it, you always have – like everybody's going to have those games where they don't show up. I don't know if that was what it was for Tennessee or not. They looked – like you said, they had that – they forced the fumble, went down, kicked a field goal, and it seems like they could never, like, get it – like, get going. Like, like they'd have – good plays but never breakout plays they never had Hyatt deep um there's that one but I think uh Ringo that was a crazy catch by him I thought that was gonna be a touchdown mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna pull y'all back into the game but yeah dude I'm, I'm I'm right there with you blame it on a uh, strategy why not I mean you're sitting <laughs> at you're sitting at number five um we'll get into y'all's chances getting in they're they're very high I think um, I don't specifically know the number. I think you have the FBI index pulled up later on. We can get into that. But yeah, um, Tennessee—they're in a good spot. That's, I mean, of course you want to be number one, I guess. But then again, like, why would you want to play an extra game if you don't have to? If you're going to get in anyway. So I mean, you're right where you want to be, um, and you can get that that win back against Georgia most likely because I'm I'm assuming Georgia and Tennessee will win out unless they have to play each other first. Um, and then, I mean, you still have a chance to get that win back, most likely. Um, Alabama, on the other hand, um, let me go on a little, a quick little rant. I ain't going to spend too much time on them. Um, but, dude, I've been saying all season, fire the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. Please, fire them into the sun. Like, that LSU team, in my opinion, is not that stout. Like, they're not anything crazy. We shouldn't have been in that crazy Tennessee handle business. Maybe Tennessee's just legit, which, I mean, they are. But I still thought we'd handle business with LSU. I just don't know. I don't know how we lost that one. Props to Brian Kelly for going for two. Um, maybe Alabama's just super weak this year. I mean, I know Bryce Young's the only reason that we are 7-2, and two, or we'd be probably 5-4 and four <laughs> without him. Um, maybe worse. But, but yeah, fire, fire the coordinators. And then Nick Saban got to get some discipline on the field because there's none right now. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I saw something interesting. Uh, somebody was comparing the battles that Brian Kelly and Nick Saban has had um, as head coaches. And it, it, it's kind of interesting to me where it feels like Saturday was probably the first time Brian Kelly had that much talent on one at one time going against the Alabama team. And, um, of course, in the past, whenever he was coaching at Notre Dame against Alabama, um, I couldn't tell you if there was a game where uh, Notre Dame was in within three scores of Alabama come the final whistle. But, uh, yeah, I, I was very impressed by him coaching. I, I think he has uh, a good shot to maybe not run the West right now, but uh, as – Saving gets older and prepares to retire. Uh, I, I know it's unfortunate for you. The sunset is getting yeah. soon, but uh, I think he does have a chance to be 
the it team in the SEC West, especially with A&M fumbling the bag like they are and uh, Auburn going through their uh, dysfunction right now as, uh, as Tennessee was coming out of theirs. Uh, seems like somebody had to replace them. But uh, I think Brian Kelly has a good shot, which I don't think anyone would have thought of this year after that week one game against Florida State. Nobody, nobody thought LSU could be in this position. Uh, and then to follow that up with uh, the huge loss to Tennessee, um, I will say, I don't know if you remember on the last time you had me on, I did say watch out for the LSU Tigers make possibly making a trip to Atlanta. So not to not to call myself Cookstradamus or anything, but um, <laughs> I, I, I want to give myself a pat on the back there. No, no, I, I do remember that you uh you knew what was cooking back then. <laughs> Play on words, you knew what was cooking. But uh no, I, I do remember you saying that, and like a lot of people overlooked that game. Like I I I knew that it was going to be a, anytime you go into Death Valley. It's going to be a game, especially at night. Um, not saying that it's any different, but, you know, if they, they call it at night, you know, Death Valley at night, the real Death Valley, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Tennessee went in there and handled business, so Alabama fans got nothing to sit there and blame. Like, can't blame the refs, can't blame nothing. I'm sorry he went for two. I mean, he's just trying to win the game. <laughs> like he's And like you said, he has athletes now. He's not at Notre Dame anymore. He has athletes. and. So the better coach won that game. I don't know why we went for two the past, like this past two times we scored, because we could have kicked a field goal. I mean, yeah, I get the the first time go for two, try to make it a three point game, but when it's four, I mean, we could have kicked the field goal, made it five, and then that field goal we did make, which had me nervous, is all get out because anytime Alabama kicks a field goal to tie or to win, I can't, I can barely watch, um, I get PTSD. But that <laughs> that field goal would have been to win instead of tie, but it is what it is. Um, so let's, let's talk about rankings right now. So after week 10, um, Georgia moves back to number one, Ohio State's at two, Michigan three, TCU's at four, Tennessee's at five. Then you have Oregon, LSU, USC, Alabama, and Clemson finishing the top 10. Um, right outside of you have Ole Miss, um, yeah, at 11. So, and UCLA at 12, uh, both of those teams are eight and one. And then, like you, um, I'll let you mention that later on down the road since that was your actual call. So when we get into that, don't want to steal your thunder. Um, All good. So let's see. Yeah, what do you do? You think the rankings are right? Do you think anybody needs to be ahead, or like, do you agree with them? It's easy for me to want to throw a fit about the ranking uh, as a Tennessee fan, but I'm not going to say anything just yet. I, I will say. You know, as they do every year, uh, this committee is going back on uh, their word from last week. You know, last week they said that the, what was it, 7-1 and one, uh, or 6-1 uh, and one Alabama team uh, was better than the undefeated TCU team. But this week the undefeated TCU team is better than a one-loss Tennessee team. So uh, I don't quite understand that, but... Uh, I'm not going to complain about that because that's going to figure itself out. If TCU runs the table, they go undefeated. I'm not going to be the one to one to say that Tennessee Tennessee should be in there over them, um, just because I think if you do go undefeated, win your conference, all that, I'll give you props. I, you you should be in the playoff. 
uh, unless you just play uh, the easiest schedule of all time, uh, like someone in the Big Ten might. We'll get to that <laughs> later on. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think Tennessee shouldn't drop that far to five, but it'll figure itself out. I'm not too worried there. Um, just my initial reaction. Uh, besides that, uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see the playoff committee try to creep Oregon up a spot this week, uh, regardless of if them and Tennessee win. One thing that I thought was absolutely ridiculous was uh, everyone on there trying to use every adjective in the book to uh, talk about how terrible the Tennessee loss was and how they got demolished and thrashed. Uh, But they would also compare that to say it's the exact same loss as a 49 to six loss or whatever Oregon had to Georgia in game one. Uh, I do think they're both comparable losses in the sense of no other team in the country would have gone in to Athens or Atlanta or AKA Athens junior that day and would have beat Georgia on either week one or last week. But uh, they're, they're not the same loss. I I don't care what you say about, Georgia controlling the game or not, 27-13 and 49-6 or whatever it was. Is yeah, 49-3, to actually. You're giving them, okay, you're giving them too much props. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I agree. I, I totally agree with you right there. They're so – the committee – I was I was upset week week uh, week one when the committee made their first rankings because they had – I want to they had Alabama in front of um, TCU, but the way they talked about TCU was ridiculous to me, talking about how they were better than – a one-loss SEC team, and yet here they are. Alabama was, was, like you said, was ahead of TCU last week, and now Tennessee, a one-loss SEC team, whose only loss is to the number one team, Georgia, at Georgia. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't be ahead of TCU. But like you said, that one played itself out. Ohio State, Michigan will have to play each other. Um, and we'll get into week 11 predictions here in a minute. But Oregon, yeah, you're you're dead on the money right there with I don't know how you're sitting there telling me that the Tennessee loss was worse than the Oregon loss at the beginning of the season when they got routed 49 to three and Tennessee had moments in that game where they could have capitalized. It was raining. Um, Don't want to blame it on the weather, but then again, they'll use that against Ohio state Northwestern. So don't, don't let them tell you. I mean, yeah, that was heavy wind and rain's not the same thing, but still I'm saying Tennessee's loss to Georgia was 10 times better than, Oregon's so if they try to move Oregon up that's going to make me mad I'm not even a Tennessee fan um so let's get into the actual um playoff talk so um in order to do that I guess we got to make our week 11 picks um or we can however you want to do it we could I mean as of now it probably stay the way it is but do you want to make week 11 picks and then predict the next CFP rankings or how do you want to do that uh, I don't know. It's however you want to go, man. Your show. All right, let's uh let's let's talk about week eleven. Um, okay. do you see do you see anybody getting upset? Like, who are your picks? I guess we'll highlight some key games. Obviously, the Texas versus TCU game. Who do you got winning that one? Or do you think it's gonna be close? I think I'm gonna side with Vegas. Uh, I think Texas being a seven point favorite at home is accurate. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Longhorn fan base will get up for that game, uh, having a chance to knock off a, a little brother in state school. 
uh, who's undefeated and has all the hype. Uh, I think they can take care of business. I will say, I don't know if you've noticed, I don't know if TCU has a, a bounty program or something out there. I don't know what Sonny Dykes has taught his defense to do, but they have knocked out, I believe, five quarterbacks now uh, within the past six or so games. So uh, don't be shocked if Quinn Ewers comes out of that game on Saturday, uh, which that helps Alabama uh, beat them in week two. But um, I, I don't I don't think Texas will be taking an L this weekend against the Horned Frogs. No, I agree with you there. I think Texas gets the job done. I did not know that stat about TCU injuring the quarterbacks, however. Um, I do know that TCU lately, the games I've watched, they get off to uh, behind the start. They usually have to come mm-hmm. back and win. They're, they're slow starters. Um, their fourth quarter is usually big where they score the most points. Um, but I think Texas can, can handle that, gets that job done. So that immediately eliminates TCU because if they lose, I don't think they're getting in. Um, We'll get to that in a second, I guess, unless you want to hit on something now. Don't let me interrupt you. Yeah, uh, kind of like you, and I guess we might morph the Week 11 picks with the playoff prediction, but uh, I, I don't see any one-loss Big 12 team. I don't know if there is a one-loss Big 12 team um, besides TCU potentially losing out there, but uh, I think if TCU loses Saturday, or at any point the rest of the season, that that eliminates the Big 12 uh, out of this year's playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree. They have tech, They go to Texas this week. Uh, TC will go to Baylor next week, and then they have Iowa State at home to finish the season. Um, and looking at the remaining strength of schedule, uh, the Horn Frogs do have the hardest remaining strength of schedule left <laughs> in the nation. So, uh, going to be a tough, pretty tough task out there for uh, Coach Sonny Dykes. He's um, currently, so far, he's played the 67th strongest strength schedule. And just to break that down for you, I looked the other day, and with <clears throat> TCU having the 67th strongest uh, strength of schedule so far, uh, taking a look at it, they they do have, uh, or their opponents do have over a 500 win percentage, but it's literally by one game. So you can say they've played a tough schedule so far, but they really haven't played anybody, if you ask me. No, and I agree. That's that's what I was telling Aaron the other day. Um, I was like, he's like, well, they have the toughest, one of the toughest schedules. I'm like, yeah, they may, but they haven't got to it yet. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like Tennessee. Tennessee played their tough games up front, so all their tough games are pretty much out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know who they have left. I think Missouri this week. Um, then they go to South Carolina and then. Vandy and Nashville, which should be painted orange. Yeah. Yeah. You going to go to that one? I thought about it, but uh, I saw this past week that they are, uh, I don't know if it was secondary market or Vanderbilt themselves, but they're charging uh, 170 plus for tickets. Uh, I'm fine with watching that book kicking from home. Yeah. You can save your money, go to the playoffs, <laughs> go to the playoff game or the national championship yeah. game, whatever one you want. Is that that's a real question? If if they do make the national championship, are you you plan on going to that? Uh if tickets aren't like I, outrageous. I thought about this more so before the Georgia game. Uh, I thought about it very seriously then, and at that point, I was saying if we win against Georgia, I'm just gonna go ahead and buy my flight, buy my ticket, because there's no way 
if we beat Georgia and Athens that we're not going to at least make the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I almost did it, pull the trigger then. Then the events of Saturday happened. So uh, I'll probably wait out, but man, if they if they make the natty, I'll, I'll say if they make the natty against anyone but Georgia, I would I'm going to very strongly consider it, uh, especially having some friends out in Fresno uh, where I might be able to stay. Uh, make it a little bit more affordable uh, i think i might pull the trigger uh but honestly if they make the playoff whether it's tempe or atlanta uh, again uh, as long as they're playing anywhere but georgia i think i might go dude i don't blame you i would i mean i did that with my basketball team last year mm-hmm. i saw that duke was likely gonna make the final four i bought our tickets before we even tipped off against arkansas because i thought we'd beat them <laughs> we did and then we ended up playing north carolina so i'm glad i went Tough loss, but um, it you'll definitely not regret going. And I think Tennessee has a good chance of winning it all, uh, in all honesty. Um, so, yeah, so Tennessee, like we were talking about, they, they've they got their hard games pretty much out of the way. Um, another game I want to highlight this week is, um, of course, you got the Alabama Ole Miss game. That really doesn't matter on um, – well, I say it doesn't matter. I'm, it doesn't matter to an Alabama fan unless LSU loses to Arkansas. But then I thought that Ole Miss, they're one-loss team, right? Mm-hmm. They're one-loss they, uh, at LSU. So if LSU loses, um, what, they have to lose two for Ole Miss to get in? Or is, there's no way Ole Miss makes the SEC championship, is there? I, I should have done my research. The right only way up. Ole Miss could get in is if LSU – LSU just has to lose one more game for Ole Miss to get in uh, since they only have the one SEC loss and – LSU has one SEC loss and Bama has two. Yeah, so Ole Miss back. Alabama, this game, it I think it means more to uh, Tennessee the outcome uh, than it does to uh, Alabama fans, just because right now as a Tennessee fan, I'm going to cheer for uh, Georgia, I want to cheer for Alabama, and I'm going to cheer for LSU uh, very hard up until the SEC championship, and then I'll cheer for Georgia again. And the only reason I'm doing that is Georgia, of course, being our only loss, want them to still look good. And LSU and Alabama being our two biggest wins on the season. Uh, I can't have y'all have the wheels falling off and uh, making those wins look bad. So I'm uh, going to be a big, 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 big fan of y'all uh, these last three weeks of the season. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Rightfully so. You <laughs> want the teams you beat to, to look good. Um on an Alabama perspective, I'm all for Tennessee, keep winning. I'm all for Georgia, keep winning. LSU, on the other hand, you could drop two games if you want to. Uh, <laughs> maybe give Alabama some hope. As right now, there's a very slim chance Alabama gets in. I'd be, I beat myself up if I didn't say uh, that we still had a chance. There's a slight chance. I'm not holding hope to it. I'm not saying you should hold hope to it. But if LSU loses to Arkansas on the road this week, our chances get slightly, slightly bigger. They're still small, but they get slightly bigger. Um, so that's a, that's a game Alabama fans need to watch. LSU at Arkansas in Fayetteville. Um, and then obviously Alabama's got to beat Ole Miss. And then the last the last two games I wanted to highlight, obviously you got Georgia going to Mississippi State. Like I said, I really don't think that's going to be a, a game. But Mississippi State, that cowbell gets going. You never know. Um yeah, if you look at their record, Mississippi State at home is a completely different team than Mississippi State on the road, of course. 
Mississippi State went on the road to Alabama after losing to Tennessee, which I think that was uh, a dead man walking no matter who went into that stadium. But uh, they got absolutely shellacked that game, nearly shut out, probably should have been. Uh, but at home, you know, they had the uh, what we thought was a big win over A&M. They had, uh, um, I'm trying to think who else they played at home this year. Uh, uh Either way, I know they're putting up a whole lot of points and playing really good defense at home. So I'm not going to expect a letdown spot here from Georgia, but uh, I do think Mississippi State could probably keep it within three or so scores, especially if Georgia isn't too interested this week. No, I agree. I, th- I think they, they keep it fairly fairly close. I don't think they get blown out by 21 I say it's 21 or less, maybe maybe 24. Um, but I think Georgia handles business. And then the last game, um, you got number 25 Washington going to number six Oregon. That has playoff uh, contentions on it for Oregon. Um, if they lose, mm-hmm. they're obviously not going to get in. So that's a key game to watch. Um, yeah, the as a Tennessee fan, the, my majority of my focus will be on Texas TCU. But of course, I'm going to have to keep an eye out. Uh, on those one-loss Pac-12 teams, uh, being Oregon, USC, uh, big week or big matchup next week with USC, UCLA. Uh, but yeah, those those three, I'm going to keep an eye out, uh, see how they how how the rest of their season fares. Uh, I don't think it'd be right to put Pac-12 one-loss champion over Tennessee. I think if USC ends up being a one-loss team, they'll probably get in on brand and recognition over a one-loss Tennessee team, but um, I also think Ohio State-Michigan will eliminate one the other uh, and yeah. allow us to stay in. Yeah, so so with that being said, let's talk about um, the pass to the playoffs for each team. Obviously, Georgia, it's easy. Just yeah, win. nothing to talk about it with Georgia. Just don't lose more than one game you're in. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State-Michigan, very easy. Uh, just win your last game of the regular season, win your conference championship against a, a very bad West opponent, and you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU, very simple as well. Uh, don't lose, and you're going to yeah. make the playoffs for the first time in school's history. Uh, after that, of course, I think we know where it starts to get tricky. Um, I will say the loser of Ohio State Michigan, I. I think there's an outside shot for them to make the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I think they could, depending on how uh, the dice roll. Um, if TCU loses, if Oregon drops another one, which Oregon has, Washington, number 13, Utah, and then Oregon State. Um, if LSU loses another one, obviously they're going to move back. USC has a tough schedule, too, with Colorado, and then number 12, UCLA, and then number 20, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So if, if any of those um, – Let's see, six through ten teams, or let's say ten. Clemson's not getting in. Six through nine teams lose, even six through eight, because Alabama doesn't get in unless LSU loses twice. Yeah. But, um, and then, but yeah. So I mean, if the dice roll, Michigan or Ohio State, whichever one loses, could slide in. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a possibility, but then again, you got to play in the resume, strength of schedule. I think that Tennessee would get in before them, and I think that a one-loss Pac-12 team would get in before them as well. 
I think I'm going to cheer big for Michigan in that matchup. Uh, I just because I think if you lose a home game, uh, as Ohio State would in that matchup, uh, I think that would have to eliminate you, uh, whether it was a by a field goal or not. Uh, just looking off their resume and all, I mean, they did play Notre Dame at the beginning of the year, and Notre Dame lost to Marshall, and they lost a really bad Stanford team at home. Uh, but they have bounced back, of course, as we talked about, beat Clemson this past week. But uh, I, I don't think beating that Notre Dame team is uh, helps your resume look better than Tennessee's. Uh, uh, obviously, looking at Michigan's non-conference schedule, which included teams like Hawaii uh, and Colorado State, I don't think that they have the, the schedule resume uh, over Tennessee, but uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's some Big Ten bias trying to keep one of those in. Uh, in may, is it the three or the or, or in the four spot, depending on what TCU does. Um, but I, I'll, I'll keep my eye out on there just because I do think there is a, a slight path. But I, I think you're actually giving Alabama less of a chance than uh, I think they do. I think Alabama has the two closest losses, two two closest losses that you could have. Uh, and think you have a chance at the playoffs. I mean, they lost by a field goal at Tennessee, and they lost on a two-point conversion play at LSU. It doesn't get much closer than that. Uh, I mean, maybe two kick sixes away. hate to uh, give you those <laughs> memories back, but uh, yeah. maybe that might be the other closest way you could lose. But uh, they – I don't know if you can say they really beat anybody, but they're too – losses are against two really good teams and uh, very, very close games. So I think Alabama actually has a pretty decent path to the playoff uh, or pretty good resume to the playoff as long as they just win out uh, and other teams, you know, in the Big 12 and, and the Pac-12 cannibalize themselves. Um, of course, LSU would have to take a loss, which I think they don't have to lose twice. I think they just have to lose once, uh, and that would open the door for Alabama in the SEC, uh, which, I mean, who would have thought coming into the beginning of the season that uh, with all the our three SEC teams going to make the playoff talks, that Alabama would be the three seed of those three SEC teams. Yeah, that's, that's why. And maybe even LSU. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. Nobody um, thought about LSU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, another, another thing I thought about that – it's it's a far fetched, but you know Michigan they play number twenty one Illinois Brett Belima mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. they play Ohio State. So what would happen if they lost to Illinois then beat Ohio State? Oof, I really hadn't considered it just because uh, I I do think it'll be two eleven zero teams. But if they lose to that uh, Illinois team, which Illinois this past week. I don't know if they were just paying attention too close to who from Michigan State was supposed to get suspended, that they didn't do any game planning, and they got beat by the Spartans this past week. I don't know if you caught that or not, but, uh, yeah. Illinois needs a bounce-back game, and what better resume builder than they than they have this week against Michigan? 
Uh, I'm not sure if you know if it's a, a home or road game, do you? Uh, it's a it's a road. I mean, it's a home game for Michigan. Road game for okay. Illinois. Okay, so at the big house. Uh, uh, if you lose to Illinois at the big house and beat Ohio State, I'm not going to say that neither of them make the make the playoff, but uh, you definitely if Michigan loses this week, beats Ohio State, you definitely can't lose in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, if yeah. you want to make it, and even if you do, uh, you might be the four or the three seed by doing that. I, I think that would drop Ohio State out of the playoffs uh, completely with not being a division or a conference champion. Yeah, no, I agree. So that would that would eliminate, I think, the Big Ten, and then obviously the Big Twelve would be out if TCU lost. <clears throat> so that would have Georgia, Tennessee. I think Oregon's going to drop another one. I think USC will drop another one. And if LSU drops another one, so then you're sitting there at Georgia, Tennessee, um, LSU, I guess, and then Alabama. Which I, do, you, do you think there's a chance that Alabama gets in, a slight chance, without the SEC championship? Is that what you were saying earlier? I mean, if you If enough things the, happen. If you ask the Sharks in Vegas, I, I want to say they have like six best odds still. Uh, despite having two losses, which I think if enough teams pick up one more loss, then uh, I think Alabama's would get in as the uh, best two-loss team out there. Um, I, I think else you'd have to, again, drop a third loss. But other than them, Alabama being the best two-loss team, I'd put a two-loss Alabama over a one-loss Clemson. Uh, or one loss UNC ACC champion myself. Uh, they of course they'd have to take care of Ole Miss. They'd have to uh, have UCLA, USC, or Oregon lose at least one more game. But I I, I do think they have an outside shot. I'm not going to say it's completely over, and you need to worry about uh, 2023. But obviously that's the way most signs are pointing right now. No, I agree. I, I, I'm not holding hope. Um, but I'm curious to see how, how the other teams finish if they cough one up or down the stretch or not. Um, yes, very interesting, very interesting time of year. I'll tell you that in the football and college football. So, um, I guess with this being said, if, if college football played out how you think it's going to play out, who would be your top four? And we can finish Going with show. what I think, um, do I need to name specific teams or can I just say the Big Ten winner? Oh, you can say Big Ten winner. That's fine. All right. So I think we'll have Georgia one, Big Ten winner two. Uh, I really just don't see TCU run the table. I can see a Pac-12 team run the table. And if it's going to be anyone, it'll probably be Oregon, but uh, I don't. I know you pay attention to the Pac-12. You know that Utah just takes Oregon's lunch every year. They mm-hmm. uh, beat them twice last year, regular season, and followed it up with the Pac-12 championship. So uh, I think Kyle Whittingham might, you know, outcoach Oregon's Dan Laning next week. Uh, but uh, assuming they don't, assuming either them or USC finally takes care of business. I think that they can land as a Pac-12 champ in the, in the three seed. Uh, and then I think T- 
Tennessee wins out. I mean, you have the uh, we we talked about it already. The 78, 78 uh, strength of schedule remaining. Uh, Missouri at home this week. Three score favorites. Uh, South Carolina on the road next week will be your toughest environment remaining, and uh, I'm sure you'll be at least two score favorite that game, and then at Vanderbilt uh, two Saturdays from now. So uh, you don't have to worry about SEC championship or anything there. So uh, I think Tennessee uh, will walk its way into the playoffs, whether it's a three or four seed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they if Oregon wins out and Tennessee wins out, how the playoff would do that. Do you want to have a Oregon-Georgia rematch and in the semifinals, or do you want to have Georgia-Tennessee rematch in the semifinals? I think that'll be a big discussion potentially for the committee to have. No, I agree. Um, yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking at too. Yeah, Georgia won, Big Ten winner, whether that be Ohio State or Michigan. Um, Tennessee, I am have Tennessee at three. Um, I think they'll have Tennessee versus Michigan, Tennessee versus Ohio State, whoever wins that one. I think Oregon's going to drop one. I really do. I really do think LSU's going to drop another one. But I don't I don't think it'll work out in favor of Obama gets in. I think USC will slide in there at four. Um, and I think it'll be Georgia, USC, Tennessee, uh, Ohio State, if I had to pick now. And I think Tennessee, Georgia. And then obviously, hopefully you'd be buying tickets out there to Tennessee versus Georgia, and Tennessee gets it done for you. Um, I will say if Tennessee's a three, they're playing a Big Ten championship team. I will be at that game. Uh, you go to that game? I, I will definitely go to that game. You wouldn't you wouldn't save your money? Or are you going to go to both, or would you not save your money and go to the national championship? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'll say I'll go to that game. I'm going to hope and pray there's enough money left over for the Natty in L.A. I hear you, bro. I hear you. I think that it would, would play out in your favor to go to both um especially i think y'all win at the big against the big 10 then against georgia i would love to see a rematch there on a mutual field um without the rain obviously um but yeah you know i'm still hoping that alabama slides in somehow um and makes some noise and then i guess if they did slide in it'd be alabama georgia tennessee uh big 10 winner but i don't think that's going to happen um so, yeah, so that covers college football. Anything else you want to hit on before we move on to college basketball real quick? That is all i got, man. <clears throat> all right, dude. Well, listen, you have to come back on again here in a few weeks when we figure out the uh, college football playoff actual um, setup and who's playing who. Yeah, I might have to uh, – might even get on before then, just depending on how this week or next week shakes out. I, I think there might be some things to talk about. Yeah, dude. You like I said, you're going into rivalry week. week. Yeah, that that's that's a good point too. You're more than welcome to come on whenever or every week if you want to come on. I mean, it's getting interesting. I'm sure there's gonna be something to talk about next week. Um, but moving into next week, next week, basketball season started Monday, um, November seventh. As you know, I'm a Duke fan. Um, I know there's a lot of people around here, Kentucky fans, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, etc. I know a North Carolina fan. Um. Jeremy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so everybody's excited about basketball season. Um, Duke is 1-0 right now with a win over Jacksonville. Um, that's a nobody team, really, but um, we play again tomorrow. South Carolina Upstate. 
Um, our star uh, center will be back, Derek Lively. He was out with a, a pulled groin or something like that. He'll be back. We're still missing our star small forward or guard. I can't remember what he is exactly. I think it's small forward, Derek Whitehead. But he'll be hopefully he'll be back by Tuesday, November 15th, which is this coming Tuesday, the Champions Classic, Duke versus number seven Duke versus number five Kansas. Uh, and then Kentucky, I think they're number four versus uh, Michigan State, who's unranked. But real quickly before we move along, there's a big game tomorrow. Number four Kentucky takes on not not Kentucky number number two Gonzaga takes on Michigan State, who will play Kentucky the next week. So um, Kentucky fans, you may want to watch that game, gauge out how good Michigan State's going to be. That's actually on the carrier, makes like an Army or a Naval naval carrier game where they actually play on the boat so that happens every year so that's a pretty good matchup that's tomorrow um i'll be tuning into that but yeah i'm hyped the basketball season's back i'm hyped to go to that game uh the classic next tuesday i'm sure we'll hit us with some feedback on that um and then moving along lastly real quick i don't want to hold cook up ufc 281 this weekend israel adesanya versus alex Pereira, the main event as you know, uh, Pereira has two wins over Adesanya in kickboxing, and he knocked him out once. So that's the backstory on that one. Um, you got Carlos Sparza versus Zhang Wei Li for the for the belt. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Frankie Edgar's retirement fight. Dan Hooker's fight and Claudio uh, Pugliese, however you pronounce it. Brad Riddle, teammate of Adesanya and Hooker, is fighting Renato Maconio. Then you got Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. Uh, Molly Meatball McCann's back. Um, then on down the card, Carlos Oosberg, Olberg, I mean, Carlos Olberg is fighting. He's also a teammate of Adesanya City Kickboxing. Um, so, yeah, tons of fights. It's a stacked card. I don't know if you're going to watch it, Cook, or not, but I'm going to be watching that one at Bolton's house this weekend. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching that. I'm very excited to see my girl Molly Meatball out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Looking looking forward to another just destructive elbow uh, to her opponent's face this weekend. Uh, and then, of course, always fun to see Izzy. Uh, I, I think I told you before, I, I watched his fight this, this year in, in Vegas at the International Fight Week uh, when he was fighting Cannoneer. And, uh, man, just to see those two guys go at it there that was amazing and I, I knew then when uh Perea fought that night as well and they were talking about how he knocked out Izzy I was thinking yeah they're they're definitely going to hype this up to be the next big matchup uh so hopefully it lives up to the hype uh I, I do think uh there is some potential there for a knockout uh instead of just a, a point fight uh, unfortunately as I'm used to seeing now but um, man, how that would be just so big to uh, to see a knockout there in that match. Yeah, exactly, dude. I'm I'm like you said, it's been point fighting lately from Adesanya. Um, you had the Undertaker walkout, which was cool. Um, that I think that you get to see in when he fought Cannoneer. Yeah, it was really awesome for sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna run through these and pick, make my picks. Speaking of a girl, Molly Meatball. Um. She's a plus 320, so you may want to throw some cheese on her this weekend. Um, I picked her by TKO. A dollar wins a 12 bucks. So um, not a bad bet there. Um, and you can throw more than a dollar if you want. Um, however, I'm not I'm not um, 
advertising or saying gambling is wrong or right. I'm just telling you that uh, it may be a good investment. So moving along, uh, Adesanya versus Prayer. I am going to actually go with the champ, uh, the stylebender. Um, do you think he gets the job done, or do you think Alex Prayer knocks him out or wins for the third time? Uh, I'll say I'm, I'm not as well-versed on this as you. Uh, I, I'm probably going to lean Adesanya just because uh, aside from my boy Shemaev, um, I don't know if there's any unstoppable force out there like Adesanya. No, I agree. In UFC, agree. at least. So you're a Shemaev fan? Big Shemaev fan. Supposedly he's supposed to fight Colby Covington, too, so that'll be a good fight for him, I think. I think he'll yeah, win. probably won't be a good fight for Covington, but I, no. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep keep my ears out for when they book that fight. I'm excited. I like Chimaev too. Uh, dude's crazy, and he's unstoppable. Um, let's see. Then you got Carla Sparza versus Zhang Wei Li. I'm gonna go with Zhang Wei Li. I think Carla is weak. I think she's a paper champ. She didn't even beat Doug Rose in the last fight. Didn't do anything. I don't know how they gave her the belt, but I think she gets knocked out cold, and uh. Things go back to the way they should be, and then I'm assuming they'll make Whaley, um, Rose Namunis three or whatever, and then maybe Rose will land another head kick, get her belt back. Um, and then the, the the main fight that I'm looking forward to, um, Dustin the Diamond Poirier versus Iron Michael Chandler. I don't even know who to pick in that fight. I like both of them. Um, I got both of their signed stuff. I got Poirier's signed rookie card, and I got um, uh, Chandler's signed gloves. So. Either way, it's a win-win, I guess. Then you got Frankie Edgar retirement fight. I'm actually I'm gonna pick Chandler though to win that fight, and then I'm gonna pick Frankie Edgar to win. And he's not the favorite, but I'll pick him to win his his fight, his last fight. And then I got Dan Hooker, Brad Riddell. I'm gonna go with Dominic Reyes. I'm gonna go with Molly Meatball. I'm gonna go with Andre Petrowski. And then in the early prelims, I'll pick Matt Frivola. I don't really know. Oh, Caroline. Koalkowitz, however you pronounce her name. She fought on one of McGregor's cars. That's the only reason I don't know her. I'll pick her for the upset. Um, and then I'll pick Choi, uh, Montel Jackson, and then Carlos Uz- Carlos Olberg. I don't know why I keep saying Uzberg. So, yeah, so that's my that's my picks. I'm hyped to watch it, though. Um, yeah, tons to watch this weekend. I don't know how your team's doing in fantasy football, Coke, but mine is pretty much shot. <laughs> um, so I'm just looking forward to all the all the games going on this weekend, but uh, I appreciate you coming on, dude. Like you said, uh, definitely come back on again, and uh, we'll have more to talk about, I'm sure, after this week plays out. Yeah, I'll be here anytime you call me. Well, shoot, bro, I appreciate it. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and uh, share us. So I appreciate it, and we'll see y'all next episode.